When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the left wing for the win, he shoots and scores! 5-4, Edmonton in overtime! Across the five, the goose is loose, touchdown Elks! Trade forward into the end zone. Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Sidney Crosby with two goals tonight. Malkin has the other one, and the Penguins lead the Capitals 3-0 with just over five minutes left in the second period. The other game tonight, the Devils. A lot of people like them this year. They're up 3-2 on the Coyotes about three minutes into the third period. Those are the only two NHL games tonight. CFL action in the third quarter. BC leading Hamilton 23-21. Later, Saskatchewan and Calgary. Tomorrow on 6.30, Chad, 12.30 countdown to kickoff game at two Elks home to the Alouettes final home game of the season for the Elks and then we'll take you through the football game through the points after show right up to the face-off show at 6 30 puck drop a little after eight at Rogers place the Oilers home opener against the Vancouver Canucks fifth straight season the Oilers play the Canucks in their first home game of the season the Oilers have won three of the previous four Dylan Holloway will be able to go kind of nervous moments for him Wednesday night, had to leave the game early after taking a blocked shot off his hand, off that uh, left wrist area that he's had surgery on and kept them out of action a couple of years ago. Despite that 8-1 loss, I would say Holloway, one of the more noticeable Oilers players in a good way, and uh, he said today, I want to be noticeable every shift. I mean, that's definitely the goal. Um, obviously, uh, like only played 12 minutes, which is completely fine, but when you're not... Uh, like playing like a top line role, you got to try and make every shift have an impact. So that's definitely what I try and do is try and make an impact every shift. And uh, yeah, just try and play my best. All right. Well, Holloway, a good story through the preseason and in a pretty uh, downer of a night for the Oilers on, on Wednesday, I guess one of the guys, his line actually was, uh, was decent along with Fogel and Ryan McLeod, even though the Oilers were absolutely hammered eight one. So a lot of things to clean up tomorrow and a lot of frustration in that game. And in the uh, 48 hours or so since uh, Leon Dreisaitl showed some aggression and frustration in that third period against the Canucks. Obviously, frustration kicked in the last game a little bit. Uh, took a couple unnecessary penalties. Uh, you know, I'm a human being. <laughs> you know, I don't like losing. And, um, you know, it's not, like, uh, it's not like that was the first time I've ever smacked someone. All right, and I'm sure it won't be the last. I, I don't mind angry Leon to some extent, as long as he uh, doesn't do it at the wrong time of the game, and I'm sure he'll be highly motivated tomorrow night. And uh, overall, head coach Jay Woodcroft feels that he's seen a good response to that loss. The big meeting happened for us yesterday. We do our work, and as I said yesterday, it's uh, you know we're very direct and open with our communication. Uh, that's how we got better yesterday. Uh, today, I thought we went out, and, and it was a quick, succinct 
direct practice. We got what we needed. It was a good day for us. And the Oilers will get what they need back on defense. The Viking is expected to play. Matthias Ekholm, hip flexor, suffered in the offseason. Missed, well, did not play in the preseason, did practice a little bit near the end, didn't play in the preseason, didn't play on Wednesday, but Jay Woodcroft said the big bearded man looks good to go. Oh, yeah, I think he's had really good days, and I think part of um, us holding him back from the last game was more just trying, us trying to get as smart as possible with, you know, um, getting Matias what he needs in order to feel ready to play. He looks good out, out there to me and looked like he had another good day. All right, so fun day tomorrow with the Elks and Oilers both playing at home. And I can also tell you, in between the two games, you can go to the Oilers home opener Plaza Party. Starts tomorrow at 5 in Ice District Plaza. There's going to be food, beverages, DJ entertainment. Hunter the Lynx will be there. The Orange and Blue Ice Crew will be there. Oh, and George Larac will be there. So that'll be a lot of fun starting at 5 o'clock in Ice District Plaza. It's the Oilers' home opener plaza party. Okay, he's back for another season on Inside Sports. Once again, presented by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, Edmontonian by birth. Grew up here. Now with the NHL on Rogers, it is Kelly Rudy checking in. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Reading yourself? Well, I'm doing well, and I'm so happy to have you back for uh, another season here on Inside Sports. Uh, I enjoy talking to you, so uh, we're, we're off and running, man. It's great to have you back for another year. Yeah, thanks for the invite. I always enjoy our discussions and, you know, a lot about hockey, of course, but a lot about life, and it's uh, I love it. Yeah, well, and failure is part of life, and that uh, yep. is what the Oilers experienced. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of chuckling about it. You almost have to laugh uh after a while, I mean, it was just—it was just a disaster, Kelly. Uh, so much hype, and I know it was only game one, but to to play that poorly, it's like, ay, 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 what is going on? Yeah, I, I was really surprised. In fact, uh, my broadcast partner Rick Ball and I were covering the uh, Flames game, and I was uh, scrolling through the NHL app. And uh, I was actually quite shocked. I remember commenting to Rick, oh, my gosh, it's 5-1 for Vancouver. And uh, didn't see that coming. I certainly didn't see Jack Campbell getting pulled after four, considering the preseason that he had. And, you know, there's no guarantees. But oftentimes, if you do have a good preseason, you get off to a pretty good start. There usually is a correlation. Uh, and so I was a little bit uh, surprised by that. But nonetheless, as you mentioned, Reed, it's the first game of the season. Uh, put the brakes on. You don't have to go crazy with the uh, analyzing what happened. And it's not an indication what the first 10 games are going to be like, of course. Uh, everybody's right in saying that the Oilers are one of the top teams in the league and they have a really good chance at going deep in the playoffs. So that was an anomaly. And uh, although unexpected, you can move forward from that. So, and as you know, Kelly, I, I used to feel bad asking you or athletes about bad experience in their in their careers, but I don't anymore because they often have better memories and better stories from the tough right? nights than from the successes. <laughs> so I'm wondering if there's a specific season opener where it went poorly for you or a game with a lot of hype where halfway through you're standing there thinking, oh my God, so much for all the lead up to this. Like Anything that clicks with you there? Well, I have uh, it, it, not a home opener story or a opening night story per se, but uh, there was a year, and I, I can't quite remember, but it might have been 90 or I think 
89 or 90, 91, something like that. And after my trade from New York, I was so emotional every time I played them and I want to beat them like 10 to 1 every single game. Of course, that's an impossible task, but that was my mindset always. And so we won the home opener, I want to say against Toronto, 4-2, uh, and I was really good in that one. But my mind the entire time was on a game two nights later when the Islanders were visiting. And uh, I was terrible. Once again, th- my emotions got the best of me. And I think I gave up seven. And uh, and so, you know, going back to the drawing board at that point, and uh, it's humbling when you, you have high expectations. You're just coming off, in my case, a really good first game of the season. In Jack's case, a really good preseason. And next thing you know, uh, in his case, he's on the bench. In my case, I was the goat of the night. Uh, but another story would be when all sorts of uh, high expectations, uh, when Wayne Gretzky was coming back to our lineup in 93 after missing the first uh, three months of the season with that uh, back and neck injury, uh, there was a lot of hype because he was uh, going to come back. We are playing Tampa that night, and it was not the Tampa that we know of today. It was a really bad Tampa team. And I was awful. I was awful. I was, uh, and I was going through something in my own life. And uh, I, I gave up another seven, or at least that night, I believe. Uh, and so, yeah, there are many nights that you have more stories and more memories of the bad ones because they stick with you. I mean, the good ones you can move on from pretty quickly. It's the bad ones that really stick. Are the players on the bench and there would have been bad nights maybe you were the backup or or you know unfortunately i suppose you would have been pulled if you were the starter and it wasn't going well whether it was your fault or not like is there almost a mood on the bench like let's just get it over with like let's hope the clock runs i know i know there's the let's mount a comeback and let's let's have a lot of spirit but there must be nights where they you guys would have known we're not scoring five in 25 minutes to steal this one you know uh, there are some nights that you go down pretty meekly, and, yeah. uh, and that is disappointing, though. I remember a couple times in my career that that was my message after the game. Like, we're going to lose, and we're going to lose 6-1 or 8-1, whatever the score might be, but we can't go down quietly. And But it, it's hard. It's a hard feeling to fight when you're on the bench. As you mentioned, there might be 12 minutes to go, and you are not – creating any sort of uh, momentum you're you're you have no zone time uh, offensively and you just know that uh, the clock is running down and it's going to be embarrassing and yet subconsciously you know that you have to keep fighting now it's hard to convince yourself when it's that ugly though yeah well, the Oilers looking forward to getting back on the ice uh, Saturday to try to correct uh, the lack of intensity that we saw on Wednesday. Kelly Rudy joining us tonight on Inside Sports. McDavid said it after the game, and then Woodcroft was asked about it on Thursday and kind of said the same thing, and that was about Vancouver using their first power play when they were way ahead in the third period, I, I, their last power play of the game, I think they went with their second power play or just whatever line was up next, but they did have their first power play out, you know, when it was 6 1. Mm. McDavid made note of that. Woody said, Yeah, I don't pay attention to what the other team is doing, but maybe that's something we'll think about later. So he was paying attention. But what's sure. your, like, Brownie and I talked about that after the game, and we just both kind of said, Well, play better. If you don't want the other team to score yeah. a bunch of goals, like, how, how do you view that, you know, player usage in a blowout and things like that? When you get to 8-1, make it 9-1. When you make it 9-1, make it 
11-1. Just continue to score and score and score. And I don't care about the other team's feelings, as you and Brownie said. Just play better. Uh, in terms of the power play, here's how I view that. Uh, maybe, maybe in January, maybe I might consider not playing my number one unit if we have a high score late in the game because we have three months of, uh, we've already been working on our power play for three months. Hopefully it's been clicking. Uh, we're not trying to get anybody to feel good. Everybody already has a good feel on the power play. But in the first game of the season, Oh, boy, you're trying to get good habits on the power play. You're trying to get everybody to feel good about themselves. You're trying to get the power play to feel good about what they're trying to accomplish every single time. So, no, I am of the mindset you get them out there. And uh, if you don't like it, well, that's the way it goes. And the other thing is you can tr you can change that narrative. Next time you play, you can beat them 8-1 or 12-1. And you can use your power play until the last minute of the third period, if need be, just to rub it in. Because that's what sports is, right? You have to try and do that. You have to try and chip away at the will and the spirit of the other team. And in any way in which you can do that, I'm all for. Yeah, I, I like how you put that. you got to chip away at the will of the, uh, of the other team. And plus, here's the thing. Even if a team doesn't put their first power play on, whoever they they do put on is still going to try to score. And if you're playing as bad as the Oilers were, you still yeah. might give up a goal anyway, right? So, like, right? so, yeah. I, I would be more concerned about the eighth goal myself. You know, you're you're mad because they use their uh, top power play unit on the seventh goal, yet the eighth goal, you just gave it to them. That was way too easy, you know. Right. Fix those things. Well, that's a good point, and they and they just—I mean—they didn't play desperate, and and the Canucks, and I mean, I mean, look, you look at this from the Canucks standpoint, they're—they have started the season terribly the last two years. Yeah. Like they basically, yeah. I know they've kind of had made it somewhat interesting, but they've gotten two yeah. coaches fired, one in embarrassing fashion, and their yeah. playoff hopes have been almost dashed by the mid mid December. So the guys who've experienced that are thinking like. Hey, this isn't the, a process to get to game 83, like the Oilers are saying. They're thinking, we can't go 0-1. Like, we can't yeah, go 0-2, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I've always said, you know, you've got to try and win your first game of the season or the first game of the season as quickly as possible. Because in my history, the sooner I got a win in the season, it seemed like more wins came my way. But if I struggled and I started 0-2 or 0-4 or something, it seemed like an impossible task to get back to 500. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, you're in such a hole to even get back to even for sure. Okay, yeah. Kelly, uh, always a pleasure. So happy you're back for another season. Uh, you're on the tube uh, Saturday night or what's going on? Yes, I am. I'm back Saturday. We have a full night of games, including your Oilers. And then I join the Flames on the road for two. I go to Washington on Monday, Buffalo next Thursday, then back to Toronto uh, before the following weekend when I'm up in your fine city, my birth city for the Heritage Classic, which I'm really looking forward to that entire weekend. That's going to be a blast. Kelly, all the best, man. We'll talk to you next week. You got it. Thanks, Reed. Kelly Rudy, check it in and reminding you, if it's 8-1, make it 9-1. If it's 9-1, 9-1, it 10-1. That's sort of my approach in golf, but that's not as good. Oh, I got a 5, now we'll get a 6. Oh, I got a 6, next one I'm going to get a 7. Just watch me. 
I can't help it, though. Uh, Kelly Rudy is always presented by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian, head to sentinelstorage.ca. He is back as a weekly guest throughout the hockey season and uh, really happy to have him. All right, it's 722. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Elks, get you ready for that game tomorrow. Doug McLean, former NHL head coach and GM, is going to be on the show. He has a new book called Draft Day. Uh, because of Doug's travel schedule, we, we had to record this uh, this. Uh, interview uh this afternoon it, it, it's a good one and he has some good stories from his career there uh, may be a certain broadcaster that he doesn't like because of how this guy criticized his draft picks but you'll hear that coming up later inside sports on chat hi this is ryan nugent hopkins from your edmonton oilers and you're listening to inside sports with reed wilkins on 630 chat all right nugent the oilers ready to go tomorrow night against the vancouver canucks we will have Doug McLean coming up. Kelly Rudy just joined us on the hotline presented by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty Pro all the way at 780-496-0063. Also the number to text uh, Derek Scott on the other side of the glass. So as you said, we somebody wrote in saying that was a stink fest. <laughs> Pretty much. So that was either referring to the Oilers game on Wednesday, uh, the Kelly Rudy interview, or perhaps my in-person appearance at West Edmonton Mall yesterday. <laughs> Though I thought I, I smelled neutral. I hope it's not that one. <laughs> it could have been. I, I shouldn't have bathed in garlic. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm glad we're separated I, by I a sheet of glass. I bathed in garlic paste before oh, I went man. to West Edmonton Mall. Why would you do that? <laughs> well, I heard garlic is good for you. Oh, well. Keeps it interesting. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It's, it's the phone number. Uh, we will get uh, some clips from Trey Ford and Chris Jones as the Elks have that game tomorrow against Montreal. Of course, the Elks eliminated, but trying to uh, get a winner. If, if they win one of their final two games, they will go 500 with Trey Ford at quarterback, which uh, I know is small consolation, but certainly a, a more pleasant conversation than the ones we were having on this show through the first couple months of the season. Back after the news and weather inside Sports on Chet.